All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, let's open up. We are going to in. I told the children's team we're not going late. We're not going late. We've been going late, and that does not honor our children's team. So if you brought your Bibles, open up to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Here's the deal. I will cut short my introduction and just cut to the chase. We, I've been doing Mother's Days, uh, Mother's Days ever since I've been asked to lead a service. So um, we've done it year after year after year uh, since 2001, I think it was. And I've never dug into, in all the Mother's Days um, that we've done, we've never dug into honor your father and mother. So today we're going to dig into Honor your father and mother in the best job we can do in the time that remains. Here we go. Exodus chapter 20. You can find this commandment written um, two places specifically in the Old Testament. And then Jesus reaffirms it. Here is the first time it is revealed from God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. uh, Says this. Honor your father and your, everyone, Mother. mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Okay, Exodus, the book of Exodus in one minute. <laughs> Exodus, the book of Exodus is a, it's an amazing book, like all the books of the Bible. In the book of Exodus, you have these people who had been in slavery for generation after generation after generation after generation, for generation after generation after generation. These people have been told how to live. These people have been told how to do or what to do. These people have been in a situation where there are these multiple gods that they're asked to serve. And now God has delivered them. God has rescued them. God has set them free. And they come into this land. And at the foot of Mount Sinai, God is going to make this covenant. It's actually, he's renewing it in a fresh new way with these people. A people who he had called to be a people before they were a people. When they were a guy and his wife. God had set these people apart. And now he's giving them this, this covenant. And it's fascinating if when archaeologists and historians go back and they find ancient documents, you can find ancient treaties that have parallels to this covenant. And the type of treaty has a fancy name, but the unfancy name is a king-subject treaty. And this This Ten Commandments that were given to these people who had come out of slavery, many gods, many little G-gods, many little L-lords, these people who had come out of that, now God is making this covenant with them. And this particular covenant, these Ten Commandments, of of which this is one, um, they're given in, in this form of a treaty of, I am the king, you are the subject. That's the form this comes in. I am sovereign, you are my subjects, Here's the deal, here are the rules, which makes complete sense given their situations. So in this case, it's a good thing too. It's a very good thing because the commandments that God gives are life-giving. They're the opposite of the oppression that they have been under. They're they're life-giving commandments designed by God to help people experience loving, healthy, prosperous lives. The commandment that we just read is one of these 10, and it says to honor your father and your mother. Now that's significant. I, I could really go off on this tangent and some week, some, some month we need to do that. Go off on this tangent that this misconception that the Bible is a sexist book written by men to keep women in the kitchen. That, that is a misconception. When people tell you that, they don't understand the fullness of what's going on here. And they don't understand the context. In particular, you can go back and you can find ancient documents that talk about honoring your father, honoring the men, that don't mention honoring women, honoring your mother. So quick side note, because that's important. All right, back to the commandment itself. How am I doing, Laura? I got... 15 minutes. All right, go, go, go. Um, Back to the commandment itself. The commandment to honor our mothers 
It's, it falls at a significant point. The first, it's like a transition. The first three commandments are about your relationship with God. And now, starting right here with this one, it shifts. It's now talking about a relationship with one another under God's lordship. So the relationship is shifting right here in this commandment. And it's also interesting to note that the, the contrast here, most of the commandments are you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. Is this a you shall not? No, it could have been. It could have said, thou shalt not disrespect your mother. It doesn't. It says, honor. You are to honor. It gives you a positive action that you're to do. I did some study. I'd never studied the biblical word honor before, and I found out there's multiple words that are translated as honor in our English language. The specific one, I wrote this in your notes. If you haven't already, there's a gray note page you can, you can take and pull out. Here is the word. This is a transliteration, kabed. Um, and here are some definitions. Because we don't have a direct word, we don't have a word in English that means the exact same thing as kabed. Um, there's, these are some of the different ways some different scholars I looked at defined this word. The first one is, is really interesting. Many of the scholars said the word kabed, it conveys a sense of you're giving weight to. And I'm thinking, it's Mother's Day. You don't talk about weight. <laughs> and mother, So I was almost going to be like, let's just push that one off. Like it means heavy. It means weight. I'm like, Oh boy, how do we get, but that, that here's the, here's what, here's what that means. It's really actually, this is the best of all the definitions back in the ancient world. You'd weigh things on scales and how do you determine something is a value? If it has weight, if it has substance. So that's what this honor really means. It means you are giving substance. You are ascribing value. You are weighting them. You're weighting your mother. You are, as you weigh out all the things you could be doing, all the things you could be valuing, you are giving weight to your mother. That's what it means to honor. Some other scholars then, as they flesh that out, they say it means to treat with significance. Some other things we associate with honor, to esteem, to respect, to show respect for, to defer to, to obey, to prize highly, and to care for. Another thing I found interesting, when I looked at the word kabed, and I, and I thought, well, the Bible frequently must, you know, says honor God and, and that as a principle. Very rarely is the word kabed associated with God. It's almost always associated with people. Sometimes it's you know, associated with God, but almost always it's associated with people. At first I thought that was strange. I thought about it some more, and it actually makes sense. Because what God is doing as he's establishing this new people, he's making it very clear I am God. There is no parallel with me. There is no equal with me. There is no, I'm not setting you up for confusion where you have to decide, do I obey my parents or do I obey God? No, you you obey God. You honor God first and foremost. I think that's interesting that even the language choice used here is used that way, that we are to set up God first and foremost. Now, that said, the language is very strong. Did you hear that? The language is very strong. It's in the context of a treaty where I am the king, do what I say. And also, this is a very, very strong word that is used. You are to give way to, you to treat with significance. So to honor our parents, it's a big deal to God. We got that? Okay. So um, here's another couple of contextual points worth looking at. Um, if you apply this idea of kabed, with moving from definition to application, To apply this, it is so important to note that honor in that context was not individual and internal specifically. 
We could spend an hour on this point alone because this is so countercultural. In our culture, it's, it's my choice. It's my life. It's my this. It's my that. That's how we live. That's how we're taught to live. That's how we're told to live. And so when it comes to honor, we think of it individually. It's honor that I get for myself, or if I make a mistake, I've only dishonored myself. When this command was given, and in the years that followed, it wasn't like that. You, your actions, honor your family or dishonor your family. So one part of this command, to honor your mother, is to live in a way that honors her. That lives in a way that brings honor to her in the way she tried her best to raise you. So, yes, you can say, it's my life, it's my choice, it's my this and my that. It's, it, it's true. It is also true that our choices reflect on our parents. Whether or not they should, that's a whole separate issue. They do, and so therefore, go home, take a look at your Facebook, and see if it honors your mother. All right? And I'm serious on that. If you want to be faithful to this command, go home, Look at your Facebook and see if it honors your mother. Okay, um, I'm doing this so fast. So sorry this is coming across like a slap across the side of the head. If I had more time, wouldn't uh, slap you so hard so fast. I just kind of tap you a little bit and ease into it. Okay, in Jesus' name. Here we go. Um, now, the, the commandment, I'm trying to honor everybody here and it's not working, is it? Um, uh, let's move on to the social security part of it. And by doing that, because I said Cobb and Applied, it's not just individual, it's not just um, internal. There also has a social security part of it. Um, the way I want to address that is by looking at the second time where this commandment is reinforced in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 5. We'll put it up on the screen. We'll put them both together here. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to note. Look at this. Exodus 20, verse 12. That's what we just read. Can anyone see what was added as Moses in Deuteronomy, who was there at the first time, um, as, he, as he unpacks the commandments once again for these people as he's about to make this transition, what, what is added in Deuteronomy 5.16? That it may go well with you. There is a promise associated with this commandment. That it may go well with you. It, it's, it's as if God is saying, if you listen to me, it will go well with you. And that's the social security kind of part of this commandment to honor your parents. If you listen to me on this, and of course, if the parents are doing what I also tell the parents to do in Deuteronomy, and God says a lot of stuff to parents in Deuteronomy, if, if parents are doing what they're supposed to be doing, and you listen to them, and you honor them, it will go well with you. I mean, think about that. When, when we're young, how many of the stupid things we do, if we would have just listened to our mom... <laughs> we wouldn't have done them. Or if we would have said, I want my actions to honor my mother, if we would have done actions that honored our mother, how many of our worst mistakes would have been prevented? Isn't that interesting? And not only that, it, it's not just, it won't just go well with you when you're young, but as you age, if we honor our parents as our parents age, there's a built-in social security. Someone's taking care of you. So this is a commandment with a promise. If you listen to me, God says, things will go better than if you don't. We're good so far? Okay. Keep going. Here we go. Uh, what do we got next? Um, oh, here's what we got next. Um, I, I was blessed when, before I got married, I was blessed to have our, um, our, our pre-marriage counseling to be done by a guy who I 
was mentored by. A guy who I think, his name's Roger Twido, I talk about him frequently. Um, he's a guy who I look at him and I see someone who honors his wife. I see someone who just knows how to do family, right? And so one of the pieces of advice he gave me very strongly, looked me in the eye and just, you know, did this kind of thing. He said, as you go into this um, relationship, remember, if mama ain't happy, anyone know this one? Nobody's happy. And, and you know, I start thinking about it. You won't find that phrase in the Bible, but it is biblical, isn't it? That's amenable, somebody. All right, amen. It is. It, it's not in the Bible, but that is biblical. If mama ain't happy, no one's happy because it won't go well with you. If mama ain't happy, chances are it's because she's not honored. If she's honored, oh, she's usually happy. Think about that. Think, think how that happens. When mama's honored, she's usually happy. And usually, a lot of times it doesn't even take much just to get a little honor. Her whole face can change. Her whole heart can change. But if she's not honored, she's not happy. And this whole thing that God had set up breaks down. You'd be better off in slavery where someone's telling you what to do because you're just going to fall apart on your own if mama ain't happy. That's why in your notes there's a place to write this down. I'm going to go this strong and say this this strong. Not only is mama not happy, nobody's happy. Not only is that true. If mama ain't honored, Jesus ain't followed. If mama ain't honored, Jesus ain't followed. And once again, for those of you who don't know me, I don't have a relationship with you. I usually don't do this. But today we're doing this because we're talking about mamas, all right? (laughs) If mama ain't honored, Jesus ain't followed. It is that black and white, people. Um, Jesus reinforced this commandment. You can go to Matthew, Mark, and Luke and see this in all three. Here you go. Honor your mother. Honor your mother honor your mother. That Timaeo, that's a Greek transliteration, which means a little more classic um, honor as, as we understand it. So not only is this an Old Testament principle, this is one that Jesus himself says, do this. Honor your, honor your mother. The context, real quick, of each of these, Matthew and Mark, the context is very, very similar where Jesus is saying this. He's um, specifically talking to religious leaders who are patting themselves on the back because they're doing an act which they think honors God and, and kind of an offering of themselves and their stuff. And Jesus looks at them and he's, he's, he's basically saying, I don't, I don't care if you offer me this. If you're not honoring your parents, don't even bring me your offering." It's that, it's that strong. And then the Luke passage is interesting. Let's put that up on the screen. We actually looked at this two weeks ago, but we didn't take this angle. Last, two weeks ago, we talked about at least a theory that I have about the importance of the order as Jesus was feeding back the commandments to this guy. Look at the order here. Jesus is talking to this rich young ruler and he says, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. And then what does he say? I need mother. Is this the right order that you find the commandments? Does Jesus not know the right order? So now, now I'm speculating here. I'm speculating. Okay, this is, this is my own commentary. If I was writing my own commentary, I might put this in there. Um, I think this follows along that whole idea of, of our lives honoring our parents. You know, Jesus, a lot of times he had multiple layers to things that he said. He taught with such great economy. He would always get out on time, you know, because he could... <laughs> He could, pack, he could pack a lot into a little place. And he's talking, he's really addressing a different issue. So again, I might be stretching things here. But I think in this loaded way that Jesus often taught, with all these different layers, to me this just jumps out. That as by putting honor your father and mother last, among other things, he's saying, it, the, 
all, all the other things you do is related to honoring your father and mother. If, you're, if your life is a train wreck, that's not your mom's fault. But in the world we live in, it honors, it dishonors your mother, especially in the, the giving weight to part, not just in her reputation in society, but in caring about her heart for you and caring about all that she desires to see happen in your life. So that's an interesting um, context to that Luke passage there. Well, as we begin now to make the transition from information to application, here's a great summary. This is from Ephesians 6. Not only does Jesus affirm this, but the Apostle Paul, through the Holy Spirit, also uses these words, a great summary from all that you know, information that we've just thrown your way. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is what? Right. It's just right. It's just right. It's just right. Honor your father and mother. It's the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may joy, enjoy long life on earth. Okay, so in a real brief amount of time, we did the information. Now let's talk application. As I thought about biblically, what does it mean to honor your father and mother? Not just being nice. Biblically, what does it mean to honor your father and mother? Here are a couple ideas that I want to throw your way that I think fit within this context. One, don't minimize motherhood. I'm not saying minimize a calling she has outside the home. I'm saying don't minimize motherhood. It is the most challenging call there is. Especially, I mean, read the context of the Ten Commandments. This is people coming out of slavery trying to figure out how do you transmit a whole other generation of, of, of God followers. This is in Deuteronomy where it's, it's charging parents with the importance of passing along these traits and these teachings. Don't minimize motherhood. Don't joke um, negatively about, oh, you just get to sit home with, and watch Oprah and, and eat bonbons. Don't even make those jokes, you know? It, yeah, okay, keep it moving on. Number two, extend lots of grace. Every one of us can think of things that we can say mom could have done differently. Every one of us can. And if you're a mom, you can say that to yourself. And then your mom can say that about you. It's a fallen world. Forgive your mom. Forgive her and extend lots of grace just as you want her to forgive you. Your socks are on the floor a lot too. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, (laughs) Open doors for her. This is an honor thing, especially guys. Let's recapture that. Open the doors for the mothers in your life and not just your own biological mom, other moms. Show them honor. Let's serve them every chance we get. Thank her. Number four, thank her for something you don't normally thank her for or didn't thank her for. You know, mom, thank you for wiping my bottom back in the day. (laughs) I've never thanked you for that. But I'd be a worse person today had you not done that for me. You know, thank them for something. Find the mothers in your life. Thank them for, for if they wash clothes. Thank them for washing clothes. If they make food, thank them for making food. Thank them for something you don't normally thank them for. That's a way to show honor, that I don't just expect you're going to do these things for me. I don't just expect that's the case. When you don't thank them, that's the unintended message you send. So thank them. And number five, surprise her, related to number four, surprise her through service. What if, what if you, you don't normally, like your role in the house is not normally to wash the sheets? Wash them for her and make the bed. Don't say anything. And see what happens, see how you feel when she doesn't notice that you did that, okay? Uh, So, all right, Um, number six, this is huge, number six, number six. Make a statement with a gift. Make a statement with a gift. And not the statement is, oh, I remembered Mother's Day. 
make a statement. Fellas, most of us, we like the, the gift itself, first and foremost. We will get excited if the gadget is good, right? With women, not all, but with most women, the intent behind the gift is more important. And what happens when a woman gets a well-chosen gift from her kids or her, the man in her life? She's on the phone, and it doesn't matter. She's a grandma, if she's whatever age. Can you believe what my so-and-so did for me? It's, they're honored. Isn't, am, I, am I exact? This is true, is not it? It is. It, they are honored because you have made a statement with your gift that says, I, I honor you. I honor you with this. Does that make sense? All right. Um, what else? Turn off the TV and turn towards her. Kids, dads, you know, husbands. When she comes into the room, one way to show honor is I'm giving you full attention. When you think of kings and subjects, king comes in, you don't just say, hey, what up, king? You know, it, you, you show honor. You, you would, so, so learn to do that, okay? Um, flipping here another. Um, answer right away. If you're asking a question, right away, answer her. Um, share life's details with her. This is not just for husbands. This is also for kids. They want to connect. They want to love. They want to know. Share life's details with them as a way to honor them. Compliment them often. No one is more aware of their own shortcomings than a mom because they have all these pressures to do everything perfect. So one of the ways you can honor them is compliment them often. Compliment them often because they feel the rest. Number, all right, specifically husbands, here's some things you can do. Back her up. I was, when I was typing this um, down, uh, down in our basement, in a luxurious offices of ECC, I'm typing this up and my, my sister Emma, or my daughter Emma is watching television and she's watching television and I hear Laura upstairs say, Emma, and Emma's just zoning the TV. How do I show honor for Laura? I say, Emma, please answer your mother. Back her up. You know, that's a huge thing. And then guard your eyes. Fellas, you dishonor your wife. You dishonor your mother as you look on people in a way that you should only look on your wife when you look. All right, encouraging her to go out with her girlfriends, not just, okay, I'll guard the home when you... No, you encourage her to go out and to to have her, her life and her time, okay? And then continuing to pursue her as a husband. These are all huge. Okay, teen guys, I thought of one for you. I'm gonna make your assignment... One thing, but it's hard. Hug her in public. And you hug first. You initiate a hug. That shows you're going to honor her, all right? So man up and hug your mom. And then girls, here's a way you can honor your mom. Ask for advice. That doesn't mean you have to take it. (laughs) Don't laugh when she gives it to you, okay? But one way you can honor her, one way you can honor her is to ask for advice. That's, that says to mom, mom, I, you, what you say is important to me. I'm going to give weight to it. L- what do you think? That's a way you can honor your mom. And then for children of all ages, many of you sent this one in. The greatest way you can honor your parents, a Christian parent, is to walk in the truth. To walk in the truth. To follow the, 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 the faith that she has tried her best in this fallen world to pass along to you. So there are some, some specific ways that you can honor your folks. These are just a couple, but I would encourage you, I have a space in your notes, write down one today that you can honor a mom in your life, something that you can do.
All right? Well, let's close the service here. The way I want to close it, I don't think we've done this before, but one of the things you see biblically as God's people gathered is every once in a while they did this thing. They called it the laying on of hands. And what they would do is sometimes if people were going to go forth, they would... The, the body of Christ would put their hands on them and pray for them. Sometimes when they're entering a new stage, sometimes for healing, they would put their hands on them. Well, as we close the service, could we, could, we have, could we ask all the moms to stand? If you are a mom, and by mom, I mean you have kids right now of any age, um, you have babies in heaven. There's a number of, of moms in that situation. You're expecting, and you have babies on the way. If you fit any of those categories, would you please stand up? Would you please stand up? Thank you. And what I'd like us, the rest of us to do is let's, if you feel comfortable, if you could please put a hand on a shoulder um, or on the, on the back of their head. Let's, I'm going to lead us in a prayer as we close. Let's make sure every single mom has someone praying for her. So if you could gather around these moms, let's pray, and then we'll close. Let's pray. Please join me in prayer. Is every mom covered here? Everyone mom got a, someone praying? Okay, let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, um, we thank you that you gave us this command. We thank you that you care enough about us to not let us just go off and be selfish. Lord, we thank you that you've called out something greater, and that is to serve and to love and to honor others. So Lord, we pray as a whole body that you help us all, because we live in a fallen world. Help us all, God. We pray your spirit would remind us and empower us and give us everything we need so that we can honor our parents. In particular, this day we ask for your help honoring our moms. Father, we pray for the different moms in the different situations here. Lord, we pray for the moms who are expecting their first child. Father, we celebrate with them and we pray that those pregnancies will be, um, will be uneventful in any negative way, but that these um, pregnancies will come to full term and, Lord, that these moms could be moms to, to healthy um, children. And, Lord, help them in all the preparations that are to come. Lord, we pray for moms who are moms of of small ones. Lord, we pray that you help them. Give them the fruit of the Spirit. God, send baskets of the fruit of their Spirit their way um, in in big, big ways. And help us, Lord, to be able to be agents of that as we care for them. Lord, we pray for parents of teens. Father, we pray that you give them the grace they need. Bring other parents of teens into their lives who can tell them that they're not the worst people in the entire world, that, um, that you are working through them and give them wisdom as they try to navigate a really tough time. Lord, we pray for parents of adult children, that you teach them as they move into that stage what that means. Lord, we pray for parents of babies in heaven. We pray, Lord, that you continue to sustain them as only you can and help us to, to come alongside. And Lord, we also pray for those who desire to be mothers one day. Lord, that you, in your perfect timing, will bring that to pass. So Lord, help us all, the moms, help us all who are not the moms, to come together as your body and be your people. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you are a mom or dad, go get your kids.